0: Welcome to our podcast today. This is Sean Bowles, and I have with me one of my best friends in the entire universe, Jonathan Toledo, yes. Hello, everybody. Jonathan uh, is a senior pastor with his wife, Jennifer Toledo, of Expression 58, the church we all founded together. And also they lead a group called Justice Group, which is under justiceisbeautiful.org. And they lead teams, especially from LA, but from other places as well, to war zones, to red light districts, to extreme missions. And they see some things happen that I think, for me, are so rare and they're so beautiful. And Honatana is one of my longest long-term friends. And watching your life develop is just such a beautiful picture to me of God, because we've been around each other and we watch each other's process develop, which is really awesome. But today on our Exploring the Prophetic podcast, we're going to be talking about how your heart for justice developed and how some of the things that you're doing actively now, because you and Jennifer have been sent by God on a mission to see kingdom justice, which is way different than just humanitarian work. Like God sends you to places. I mean, they have stories you guys like, your sister being in the red light district of Ecuador and meeting a prostitute, ex prostitute who's in charge of kind of like a, a union of prostitutes who ends up introducing her to government officials to where you guys write the first official policy against anti-human trafficking because of this chain of events of loving well in the streets in a red light district goes all the way to changing the laws in a country. And it's all because God sent you guys and sent your team. So tell us a little bit about how you got a heart for justice this way.
1: Well, You know, I think that pursuing God, there's a place where when you start feeling his heart, you start getting—you realize that that compassion is a huge part of who he is. Oh, yeah. And and especially for the least privileged— and the the people in pain. People yeah. who are going through through a lot. And so all over the Bible, you know, just even just reading the Bible growing up and just seeing like I knew that he was he was a God who cared for the orphan and the widow. And uh being a missionary kid, you know, had an opportunity to always be around the poor and helping in situations where where my eyes were constantly open to the need and to the pain and and some of the injustice that happens in the midst of poverty.
0: But a lot of kids like you, because you grew up, I would say, like a middle-class Ecuadorian kid— and your dad was a major leader in the body of Christ down there. And you guys, you had somewhat, some privilege, I know, just because I went down there and I was like, you guys have maids and we don't have maids in LA when I was, and I was a middle class kids, you know, and you had, you you had a, a nice life down there, but you actually, like a lot of people have that life, close their eyes to the world around them, but you actually started to get encountered with love from a young age for people who were at risk or people who were disenfranchised or the, or the underdog. You've always, as long as I've known you, you've always Love the underdog.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful that God just showed me His heart of compassion for, for the poor and for the broken. You know, uh, I remember one of the first times I would say that my heart really got gripped was uh, I was helping a friend paint the, the parking lot of the airport. Oh wow! And uh, this is a long time ago. The airport was still in the middle of the city at this time, and uh, there used to be. Uh, this This group of kids, and I knew they were they were not from the area they came from the coast, and there was this group of of little black kids who so used to be always begging in the airport, knowing that the tourists sometimes you know will give them money and stuff and, and because we were helping to paint the parking lot, some of these kids started uh, approaching us you know i I've been to the airport many times because we we're always picking up missionaries, but these kids outside of begging, they didn't really talk much to you, but because we were painting one of the kids uh, came and and start asking me if I have solution. And I was like, what, what, what do you want? And he's like, yeah, do you have solution? And I know he was asking for something specific. And I was confused by his question. And, and, I, and so I just say, hold on, wh- what do you mean by solution? And he goes, solution, glue. Do you have glue? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, glue. And so I said, why would you call glue solution? And he goes, well, because it's the solution for everything. He's like if you are hungry, you sniff it and you're not hungry anymore. Wow. And if you're cold, you're sniffing and you're not you're oh. you're not cold anymore. And if you're sad, you're sniffing and you're not sad anymore. So it's a solution for everything. Oh, man. And I was like, what? And this this kid was probably about uh, seven or eight years old, you know. And that there was something about that, I couldn't stop thinking about that and just thinking, oh my goodness, like Jesus is the solution. And and he has chosen the church to be his hands and his feet, and like yeah. like I'm the solution, and like this is a big problem. We have a responsibility here, you know. There was there was those kind of moments, who I felt like started to just mark my heart for doing something in in the issue of justice.
0: Wow, so these kids, like obviously, those are that's a marking experience, and then you end up. I know one of the big catalysts for this, other than you, always were giving offerings, whenever there's offerings for justice and missions, well, as long as I've known you. But when you married Jennifer, <laughs> that even brought you deeper on the journey because Jennifer, who uh, we'll be hearing from in a future podcast, is also someone who is a definer of justice. I think in our generation is what what does God's justice heart look like? And there's I know for me, Jennifer's like, there's before you ever heard of Mother Teresa and then after. It's, there's before you hear of Jennifer Toledo and then after, and you're married to her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's been a huge part of it. You know, I think that uh, when we first met her, that was one of the things that struck me the most about her was the fact that she was doing what I wish I was doing. Wow. You know, so yeah. so uh, working with with strict kids and orphans and, and uh, teaching them how to believe for transformation, and not just being restored of their pain and of their trauma, but also to empower them to see the kingdom of God yeah. move through their lives. And so, yeah, one of my favorite things is still, even as we're pastoring a church in LA, it's is still going in, in missions. Like we love going, we, we, we wait for, for those times where we can go in the mission field. And we love to bring people. There's something about encountering the poor that you, you see a side of God that I feel like you cannot find it anywhere else yeah, and uh, because sure. he's so near to the poor he's 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 a real father with real emotions and he cares about these issues you know big time and so it's been amazing watching some of the people in LA come on our mission streams you know We're for like the entertainers
0: time. and moms and makeup artists and like all these people who would have never gone on a trip until they met you guys. Yeah. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go. And you guys bring them to like leper colonies and feeding programs and red light districts.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Unlikely places. <laughs> it's amazing. And you know, I, I remember uh, one of our, our good friends who was very nervous about going on, on one of these trips, and, but she just felt the heart of God on it. And she's like, I'm going to do it no matter what. And, um, <laughs> And there was the one thing that she was really scared of was uh, going to this project. We call it the Little People Project, and it's because there's this community of, of elderly people that we we take care of that are up in the mountains, and they're all really little, and that's that's where the name comes from. It's just <laughs> so, but they're they're amazing, and they're, but they all have uh, some disabilities, and so they yeah. need help for everything, and so we our team when we're there we're we we bathe them. We we have to clean them up. Yeah,
0: these are like when he says little. These are like under five foot tall. Some are like three foot tall, four foot tall, and they're they're literally most of them are mentally disabled as well. Yeah, I just wanted to add that to it so, so yeah. you can understand like and this particular woman was a little afraid of that scenario
1: yeah yeah and so she's <laughs> you know she works in Beverly Hills and she was just like that was the one thing that scares me and and we we told them uh actually that that one trip we had an option not you know we some people were going to, to the to the leper leper colony and then some people were gonna go to the little people project and so I, we told everybody you know what just don't make a decision with with what you want to do ask God why are you supposed to do and she felt like she was supposed to go be with the little people who was the thing she was the, <laughs> the most scared of <laughs> and that. so so you know and so she she goes but there's something about these people and the gratitude in their heart and the joy that you can see through their eyes and just uh, when you when you love on them, just yeah. uh you feel so loved, even if they can speak, you know, they cannot tell you how grateful they are. They're doing it through their eyes and through their smiles, and you can feel just the love just coming out of them. And she literally as she was, you know, cleaning this 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 little people, you know, that, as she's doing it, she had an encounter where she sees the eyes of Jesus in the eyes of one of this this uh little men you know and uh, and he just marked her it actually was of everything in the trip was the thing that like marked her the most
0: yeah and I love that she was someone who actually graduated like schools of, like a school of ministry yeah. it was Bethel School of Ministry yeah Maybe two years? Did she do two years there? Yeah, she and did And the two years. whole day, time there, everybody else was having counters and going through it. And she had a great experience. But when she came down to L.A. to pursue makeup artistry, I remember, like, you guys were taking a makeup artist from Beverly Hills down on the mission field. This is going to be fun. And she has her first vision, her first real vision. it was why she was cleaning a person who literally can't clean themselves. Yeah. These, you guys, if you don't show up, if your team doesn't show up and bathe them and cut their fingernails and cut their hair and do all those things – And give them new clothes. They won't have anything. They literally go back into homeless. They revert, and so she was in that experience, and she sees Jesus for the first time, and she just was like, "What you do to the least of these, you're doing unto me." And I remember she had she came back so changed.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the main thing, you know. It's just uh, these people now is it's a little easier because we're more constant, you know, doing it. But when we first found them, it was we had to throw almost everything. We couldn't even save anything because it was so Lice dirty, and dirty and so and, yeah, lies and I, I mean remember. they're still they still're still, still in with a lot of those things <laughs> but uh, but it, it's it's actually a lot better.
0: They smell better. yeah, yeah, and I don't and, mean that in a bad way. just the, just part of the experience is that people don't want to be around these people typically because yeah. of their exterior, and you guys have taken on a kingdom value to say we're going to love them anyways, and then you have these encounters in the midst of it, you know.
1: Yeah, I feel like God will show himself in these situations where they're uncomfortable, on what they're stretching, when they, when we're willing to go past where our limits are, when, we are, when we're willing to go past those, uh, there's another side of God. Like, he opens himself in another way, too. It's almost like we take that leap and we overcome something, and as we do... He's just it's almost like he's he's he, you know like a, an exciting father a father who's very excited yeah. to just show more more of his heart and we've seen so many people you know that was one of the first times that we had somebody said this was the most marking time and it's I can probably think about maybe twenty other other ones who came in the, after her yeah. who th- that in that place they 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 encounter God the most of the whole trip wow.
0: Yeah. So tell us about the time you've encountered God in the mission field the most, like where he showed up, he spoke to you and something happened.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that it was very profound for me was um one time that we decided to um we were building a relationship with some of the women who were working on the streets. And it was still fairly new to me, you know, working with with girls who are in the sex industry. And and I remember we there was this one girl, and it was it was in the middle of the week, so it was not busy. You know, it was it was a cold night, and we just said, is said, okay, if we uh, pay you, what you will get pay. You know, f- the next three hours. You know, what you will make on the streets if we if we come out with that money, because I know that you're here working. Um, is it okay if you uh, if we take you for dinner? You know, wow. we just want to hear a little bit of your story. And so, bringing that girl. You know, and just with my wife, and there's a few of us there, and just kind of having a conversation with her and getting to know her story a little bit. And um, as she shared her story, you know, we 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 started talking a little bit about just Jesus and his heart for her and just the love of God. And we will say things like, uh, do you know that that Jesus never came with judgment? Because she started to open up about, like, I'm just so, she was so blown away that as Christians we were not being judgmental towards wow. her and, and her choices, you know, her lifestyle. And and she was just kind of bringing that up. And we say, well, well, you know, Jesus, like, he he loved everybody. We want to be like him. And and when he came, he, he loved prostitutes. You know, he had no—he didn't come with any judgment. He, he came to love. He came to restore. And, yeah. and I remember her just like something light up in her eyes. And, his, and she said, I heard that somebody— oh. I heard that he 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 loved prostitutes. I heard that, he's like I, and 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 she started to just just share with us and how how she constantly talks to to God and 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 prays that that God will help her overcome uh, some of her her life wow. uh, issues, you know. And um, and it, but it was just so so when she said that it was like there was this place in her where like. You know like we we saw this this place of hope of just knowing like oh, I've heard that that actually that God cares about me you wow. know and and to me, it was like every 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 woman who is in this situation needs to have this hope needs to know that that God actually cares he's not judging, you know yeah. he's not and and that was major for me, and I felt like my heart with this is that this is one issue. But there's many issues that the church is still. We still need a, a deeper revelation of the heart of God that comes with no judgment. That we can love people where they're at, and 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 that they need to hear that. They need to encounter that uh, because it transforms people. Yeah. And um, the story with that woman, uh, it was actually that her sister came into our program, and it was so radically transformed. And it was so incredible what God did in her life. It he restored her whole family. She had two kids and, and 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 a husband. They were never legally married, but she considered him a husband. And um, and God restored the whole family. Their wow. whole family is now saved. Now they they work with us. It's amazing what happened. But her sister, you know, the one that we were listening to the to the story that night, uh, just watching her sister. She decided, if she can come out of this, I can come out of this. Oh, wow. And she actually stopped working on the streets.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Man, I love this. We're talking about on the podcast today, just as we're exploring the prophetic. You can't explore the prophetic without exploring the justice side of God, his heart, and his love and his compassion side of his heart, because there is always this transformation through the prophetic. God, when he shows you things, it shows, he shows you real world things. And what I love is that you haven't been afraid to look and to go, and a lot of people... Are afraid to really see into God's heart because they're afraid that they might have to do something like this. This is pretty radical to to go and I mean, you're I've known you for a long time. One of your most long term friends, you're one of my most long term friends, and to watch you go into red light districts or to go into places of extreme poverty and say God can show up here and then bring people and out of their safety into it has just been such a beautiful experience. Well, we got to end the podcast, but how do we get a hold of you? I know, of course. We found an expression 58 together. So it's expression58.org and yes. then also the justice site.
1: Mm-hmm. Justice is beautiful.org.
0: That's a very easy one. Justice is beautiful.org. If you've enjoyed Honatan today, you can listen to the podcast from Expression 58, where he's regularly featured there as a senior pastor with his wife, Jennifer Toledo. And you could also get a hold of them through Justice is Beautiful. Honatan's wife, Jennifer, has written a really amazing book called Children in the Supernatural, as well as Children Open. Eyes and, Eyes, ears. And ears. Eyes. Eyes and ears. <laughs> Eyes and ears. Eyes to see and ears It's a workbook for children and families to go through together to be able to train kids and mentor kids in the prophetic. I'm going to encourage you to get that as well. Expression58.org. Thanks for being on the show today.
1: You're welcome. It was fun.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.